anxiety yeah. because I tell myself don't pre-write anything like I will not allow myself to come in here with something huh. I forbid it so every time I try to come up with something and this time it didn't happen so uh, with with the new metal discussion podcast and you colony my name is Ross my name is Brent I feel like you could just like go directly into it you know what I'm saying like I feel like you're yeah. slowing yourself down uh, probably I, I, look um, we, we we recorded an episode just previously yeah. the hidden track episode. I, I, I nailed the intro on that one <laughs> <laughs> we got a good conversation out of it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but this one, I, I just uh, it, look. This is this is gonna fit the flow of the episode. Okay. <laughs> this is on on brand for what we're gonna talk about today. Just us stalling for time. Yeah, trying mm-hmm. trying trying to come up with something. Yeah. Um, today we are. Rev- oh wait, what's your name? My name is Brent. Brent. Hi, Brent. I'm Ross. Hi. Hi. Hey. How you doing, buddy? I know you from this How podcast. How you doing, fucko? <laughs> Why don't you go eat a burger? <laughs> I'm Michael Rappaport now. Uh, you fucking yeah. piece of shit. Drink my tequila. Drink my tequila. He has Do a tequila, tequila brand, yeah. Oh. I think it's tequila, but it's like real aggressive. <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, hey, fucko. When you're sitting around with the boys and you want to drink, take this fucking tequila, you piece of shit. <laughs> You pursuit head. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, it's. I feel like it's Michael Rappaport's energy. I like Michael Rappaport. He's funny. Yeah. I don't. He little. He little. In, he little over too much sometimes, but I still like him. Yeah. I wasn't he on a a season or two of Only Murders in the Building. Did you ever watch that? I've never seen that. No. Oh. Okay. Wow. I did see a video of him today. Um. Apparently, he went to the. Apparently, Marjorie Taylor Greene was in New York, and mm-hmm. um, like a mob surrounded her, and were like, "Get the fuck out of New York." Mm-hmm. Michael Rappaport posted like a uh, TikTok or something, um, where he's just like, "You fucking mutant animal! You disgusting, nasty bitch! Get the fuck <laughs> out of my city!" I'm like, "You could maybe tone it down just like a hair." I don't like her. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Marjorie Taylor Greene, but I'm like, dude, <laughs> you fucking savage! Like, goddamn! <laughs> like, you ugly fucking bitch! <laughs> It's hilarious. <laughs> That's like going way too hard. Oh, he's he was like like but to be fair like every New Yorker around you know I feel like I look I've never been to New York. I just assume that they're all like this. <laughs> was the uh, the black guy from uh Sam Raimi Spider-Man 1? <laughs> yeah. wait, wait. Hey, we got something for your ass. Throws a piece of rebar at her. <laughs> you mess with him, you mess with all of us. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Green Goblin. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. It came through. <laughs> oh, boy. That's starting off good. That's going to be a good one. You know, I'm something of a conspiracy theorist myself. <laughs> oh, boy. Marjorie Taylor Green Goblin. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> today we're discussing the first album by Orgy titled yes. Candy Ass. I don't know if uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson named it himself, but sure, why not? 
Uh, it's released on That's August. That's right. That was Wayne the Dra- Wayne the, <laughs> Wayne the Drag Johnson. Don, Don the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. I was thinking for some reason. I was thinking uh, it was uh, Stone Cold, but that was it. Was the Rock that said "Candy Ass"? Called people a candy ass. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know why I thought it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, they but were around at the same time. I, wa- I that the the only time I ever watched wrestling. Like I I didn't really watch it during like the Hulk Hogan era. You know. Oh my god. Uh, during the late eighties, early nineties, mm-hmm. that that era. Um, like I, I watched a little. I I mean I look. You, it was inescapable. You knew who Macho Man Randy Savage, the, uh, war, oh yeah, the, what was it, Warriors, the Ultimate Warrior, Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I, I, I knew about all Ric Flair. Woo, you know, like I, I would see it occasionally, but like I wasn't like, I wasn't like invested in it where I was like watching it. Every, well, for one thing, I didn't have cable, so uh, I just didn't watch it. Barrier to entry, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but but by the time like i guess it's the, called the attitude era now um yeah. which was like the rock and stone cold and triple h and all that mm-hmm. uh we had just got cable and initially my brother and i were like wrestling so fucking what, stupid what are you marvel comics in the early 90s anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, i like i like my entertainment serious mm-hmm. and real um but my, over rendered my, my brother and i were like oh fucking wrestling look how stupid this is and like we start we started watching it like as a joke <laughs> we both got like our first mistake set. it like wraps you into like the plot lines yeah um and i really got into that like that late 90s um era because it was so fucking crazy uh choppy ya pee pee there were like some japanese businessmen that were going to cut off this one wrestler's penis uh, with a samurai sword, <laughs> <laughs> really racist, um, but um, problematic. And you know, there was like a there was like a fifty fifty chance that one of the chicks' tops were gonna get ripped off, ripped off, and you might like mm-hmm. see some boob for a second. Uh, which wrong sport? Who gotta, doesn't want to see China's tits? Gotta tune <laughs> into the Super Bowl for that. Hey, yeah, you tell them, me, brother. Yeah. And also, rest <laughs> in rest in power, China. Chachi. <laughs> No, it was Michael Jackson. <laughs> I was listening to I was listening to the Teachers Lounge, which is an excellent podcast, possibly mm-hmm. the best podcast, or at least the funniest podcast that I've ever heard. Um, and uh, Todd Padre was telling some of his stand-up jokes, <laughs> and he said, um, uh, like, "What's fat and gets on my nerves all the time?" My ex-wife <laughs> kept going. Tell another one. He goes, "What's what's what's." What's what's black and white and uh, won't shut the fuck up in the kitchen? Because <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> and I, oh my god, um, Ed, there's like a delayed laughter from Drew Tarver that like takes a good five seconds where everybody's like wheezing, and then you just hear him way off in the background, <laughs> off mic laughter, like. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, please go listen to Big Grande's Teacher Lounge. If you like funny shit, you're gonna fucking love this mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, uh, it's, they're funnier than we are by a country mile. Um, please go check them out. Yeah, very uh, good stuff. There's uh, a plug for a podcast. They pay us, but we uh, we, we we love them. Um, <laughs> but we lose all the money immediately. Oh uh, yes, yes, we just That's pay it back to yeah hosting. Um, yeah. So today, yeah. Candy Ass by Orgy, released Candy August 18th, 1998, so same date as Kid Rock's yeah. uh, whatever album we reviewed last time, Devil Turned Without a Cause, tw- his one, fourth album. Turned 20, 
20. No, 25. Right? What? Turned 25 this year. I was told there would be no math today. Right? I don't fucking know. Sure. 80, I don't, uh, yeah. That, that's, that tracks. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> uh, we went to public schooling. <laughs> same date as Devil Without a Cause by Kid Rock and also Followeth the Leader by Korn. So it was a big day in new metal history here. This album was released on Warner Brothers slash Reprise slash Elementary 25 records. years. It is 25 years. I didn't have to look at the calculator for that. I know it off the top of my head. 25 years this year. This and Kid Rock. Wow. Yeah. Huge. Did you see the video today that Kid Rock posted? No. Oh, it was all over Reddit and Twitter. Oh, God. Um, what are you doing now? He, he He's like out in like out in the country. You know, I guess he lives oh, in like Kentucky God. or something. He's like, that all, who, who do we need to send reparations to immediately? He's like, <laughs> he's like hey, everybody. I'm Kid Rock. And he looks like he looks like shit. Like, mm-hmm. like horrible. Like he's a rough kid. Uh, <laughs> the only way you could tell it was him is because his eye thyroid disease was piercing <laughs> yeah, through, his, through his sunglasses. His Macaulay Culkin looking ass. <laughs> you, I told you a while back that <laughs> Kid Rock now looks like Macaulay Culkin now <laughs> if he fucked Pizza Rat. <laughs> Prove me wrong. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> But apparently Budweiser has something where oh, they uh, had like a trans person or, or there was something at the, like the seemed I don't, really? I, don't, I don't I don't understand the full context, but there was something like at the Country Music Awards where uh, uh, they, they had like a drag show or something. And it was like sponsored by uh, really at the another, CMAs. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, points to them for representation, I guess. Oh, yeah. Hey, as hey. long as they weren't like being made fun of or whatever. No, but. no. I think I think it, I mean, from what I could tell, it was a. Like a you know legitimate like hey this is a thing you know yeah um don't be assholes and um of course people turn people were assholes about it mm-hmm. um and then so Kid Rock goes here's what I got to say to Anheuser Busch and the camera kind of pans around and you see a whole bunch of Budweiser that he apparently bought just for this um, <laughs> and he he gets a, a like a, a it's like a it's like a small SMG um uh. Submachine gun. Yes, uh, fully automatic submachine gun. Uh, looked like a maybe a RP forty five something, um, and just lays into it with his uh, with his machine gun and just blows up a whole bunch of Budweiser. And he goes, <sighs> then he turns the camera turns back around and he goes, "Fuck Bud Light, fuck Anheuser Busch." And then that was the end. He's wearing a MAGA hat turned backwards, so you know he's cool. Cool. Wow. So sorry. I, I feel uh, like uh, a, a huge amount of the population has been saying that for years. But hey, okay. Yep. Okay, Bob. Bob <laughs> yeah. Ritchie. Nobody likes Budweiser, dude. <laughs> like, it's just it's a beer it's that you there can drink sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you like show up to somebody's house for a, a, a barbecue or something. You're like, we got Bud yeah, Light I in guess, the fridge. Like, all right, fuck it. I'll just sip some of this uh, melting ice cube out of my hand. It's fine. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> uh, I'll just uh, take a shot and then piss in a jar, and it'll taste better. <laughs> And get me drunker. Uh, going back to the yes. uh, the topic at hand here. So, uh, again, this was on Warner Brothers slash Reprise slash Elementary uh, Records, which is Korn's label. And yeah. this is the first band that Korn signed to that label. I think Korn was signed to Sony at the time, but this is on a Warner Brothers label. So I think they were like in a like transition phase of yeah. like... I don't know how that would even fucking work. They wouldn't let Jonathan Davis sing. I know. Uh, or have his vocal track on the Queen of the Dam soundtrack, but like this was okay. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Who I fucking don't. knows, dude? Uh, Personnel. 
personnel for this band. Personnel. For orgy. Matter of fact, this is like the first time I ever heard the word orgy. I didn't know what it was until the band came out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like barely sheltered. I was a, a nearly unsheltered, sheltered person. <clears throat> right. Uh, but Jay Gordon is uh, the vocalist. He also does programming and additional synthesizers. Ryan Shuck is on rhythm guitar. Amir Durak. Uh, on lead guitar, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I'm a brown person, so don't don't at me. Uh, and then he also does additional engineering. Paige Haley on bass, and then Bobby Hewitt on drums. Jay, Ryan, Amir, Paige, Bobby! <laughs> Bobby? Yeah. Um, I went back and watched all of the music videos for this album, which were just two, because it had two singles. Yeah, I did. Uh, Stitches and Blue Monday. And they are very much in the vein of like a... It's like, I guess what people would say is goth but it's not really goth because it's like kind of vibrant it's more like glam rock to me yeah but they they sometimes have black shirts on with like like the aesthetic i feel like that sums it up perfectly are like black rimmed square glasses with yellow lenses (laughs) yeah i feel like that is the entire aesthetic summed up yeah orgy it's it's like if it was a uh the the video game ssx tricky but like just with no expression on its face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I may have thrown too many S's in there, but even still. So, so this is just, look, this is just a personal thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, I don't know, you, you're not going to go through all the mixer, or the or I mean, I mean, we can talk about the producer, but there is one name that jumped out to me on this as I was looking at the, um, the personnel for this. Is this on the additional musicians? Because I did want to get to yes. that. Okay. Um, well, so there's a big one, but there's one that you may not have, noticed right let me let me go through okay. how i have them listed here because i yeah. think we're going to end on the one you're wanting to talk about so jonathan davis is the the one who's yeah. the big daddy right so they they signed this label or i've signed this band to their label jonathan davis is like i gotta give me a feature yeah you know <laughs> um i don't know how he like came across this band but it does seem to be with his aesthetic knowing that he's into like new wave and that type of joy division and yeah depeche mode so yeah i totally yeah. get that uh and i think his vocals on that song make sense, uh, yeah. but he is additional vocals on Revival, as is uh, Elijah Blue Allman uh, from the band Dead Seas, also Cher's son. Uh, and Greg Allman's son. Greg Allman, yeah. From the Allman Brothers. <laughs> uh, so uh, he does additional vocals on Revival as well, and also additional synthesizers. I don't know if that's the whole album or just that song. Right. And then the last one, which is one I had to look up, and this is one where I was like, oh, I bet Ross knows who this is. Yes. Do you want to you say who it is? Yeah. Troy Van Le- uh, Leeuwen, um, who this shocked the fuck out of me. Really? I was like, fucking Troy played on this? Because Troy is is widely considered to be one of like the best um, sort of, but, but like best guitarists that doesn't have like, like if you're a guitarist and you listen to Troy play, you're like, Oh my God, what the fuck is this guy doing? This is mm-hmm. some insane shit, but he's never been. Okay. So he, so he's, he's been mostly a member of Queens of the Stone Age, mm-hmm. which is my possibly favorite band of all time. Uh, it's up there in the, the top two or three, right? Better than Biscuit. Uh, mm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age is just every album to me. hits an absolute perfection. And I, I love Queens of the Stone Age. I think, possibly more like nirvana is you know obviously up there because just because like i've always loved nirvana and i know every fucking song with the back of my hand but like queens of the stone age as far as bands that are still putting out music 
for sure number one yeah um it's like them and deftones you know are like my just favorites it's just it's like it's good sexy rock and roll music like and it's got nuts on it you know Mm -hmm. so many rock music rock bands today are just kind of like soft whereas i feel like queens of the stone age especially if you go back into some of their early stuff is like so fucking raw and beautiful like it's it's not metal right like but it's as close to metal as you can get while still being rock and roll you know, I mean, I guess you could call metal a subgenre of rock music, but it's its own thing, really. Like right. now, at least, um, but- they, they kind of remind me—not directly, but it, it's akin to like a uh, Foo Fighters, where they could play like heavy shit, but it's just yeah. straight up rock and roll. I, I would say he- much heavier than Foo Fighters, but yeah, yeah, in that in that vein for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, because man, there is some there's some Foo Fight or there's some Queens of the Stone Age songs that goddamn rip like crazy, and I've seen Queens of the Stone Age. It's one of my most seen like live bands. Like I've gone, I traveled to go see them, Since, and I've seen Troy play a million times. And he's a he is yeah. a goddamn guitar god, like truly. But people are mostly unaware of his status as such. Yeah, because Queens of the Stone Age has always been like a rotating cast. Mm-hmm. Like, almost, I think every single album has had a slightly different lineup. Um, I think except maybe the last. No, no, no. I think, yeah, every single one has had a slightly different lineup. Um, but Troy has been with him since Era Vulgaris. Uh, or no, 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 no. He was he was on... Okay. He's been with them since, like, the, the early 2000s. So, okay. So, so he was... He hadn't played with Queens yet, like, when he played on this, which I find, I find kind of interesting, because I think he was, like, mostly a session guitarist, and... Um, uh, Josh brought him in uh, to, to like help out and and because Josh plays guitar. Josh Abraham, the producer, homie. homie. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, brought him in and it has just has just continually said like Troy is the best guitarist like I've ever heard. like he, mm-hmm. he, he Josh who who is a, a phenomenal guitarist in his own right is sitting there just going like, I can't find anybody better than Troy. Like mm-hmm. to, and you know, like I said, the, he, there's almost always a rotating cast of uh, different people that play on each album. Um, like if you go back to like songs for the deaf, like that was a literally like the only person that is still in Queens of the Stone Age now is Josh. Like Queens of the Stone Age is Josh. But if you were going to say there's somebody else who is like part of it, it would be Troy. It would be Troy and Josh at this point. Yeah. Like they are the only real people that have like lasted more than like two albums. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Josh has been on every album, but Troy like, and, and I just, I, it, I was so happy, but then I went and listened to the songs and I'm like, yeah, this doesn't, <laughs> I don't hear the, uh, I don't hear the genius that Troy is capable of on this album, unfortunately. So people who listen to this album who are fans of, Queens of the Stone Age might go might, listen to it, but you know, don't expect right. But they might listen to this and they would have no idea that he was even no, on this album. No, you, there's no way you could tell. It's fair to say, no one knows. Yep. That, that was not even the correct melody, but you get it. It's close enough. I it's, know not what spo- you're talking about. it's not supposed to be good or funny. It's just said. It's, there. it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's dead. Um, so uh, also, yeah, Queens of the Stone Age. They have to change their name now since she's dead. Or they're gonna be kings of the Stone Age. What's up? No, no, that's disrespectful to the queen. Drag queens of the Stone Age. Oh, okay. Now I get it, dude. So they, get, yeah. so they can get shot by some crazy Texan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not cool. Um. All right. So let's talk about this album 
uh, you and I both yes. kind of came to the same conclusion in that uh, not a whole lot of information on this bad boy. I would say next to zero. Which is I astonishing. I hard yeah. for something about mm-hmm. this album. Yeah. The, anything. Just like, hey, we recorded it and we got drunk one night and we came up with this part. You know, like like, mm-hmm. like some kind of anecdote from like a recording session or like from them getting signed or something. But it, it honestly seems like there is nothing out there about this album, about yeah. the production of it. Even about Orgy and themselves. Yeah. There's nothing. There really wasn't any information about them covering that New Order song. I figured there would at least be some type of paragraph that said, oh, yeah, we chose this song because this, yeah. that, or the other. And and, those, and Joy Division said that they were no, – not, wait, who did it originally, which is Joy Division? New Order. New Order. Yep. New Order. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, like, yeah, they said they really liked it. No. Or they hated it. No, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It's wild. Yeah. I, there was one piece of information that I could come up with. And it is, this is stretching it. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, let me go through some, okay. uh, yeah, some, yeah. some information here. So uh, as the first studio album by the band, um, it was recorded at a bunch of different fucking places in California. So it was at Donner Pass Cabin in Truckee, California, NRG Studios in North Hollywood, Josh's Garage. I don't know if that's an actual studio or it's just like Josh Abraham, the producer's garage. Oh, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But that was in Hollywood. And then Westlake Audio in West Hollywood, California. So... Yeah. It kind of took a little tour, and it is yeah. funny to listen to this album from the perspective of a Californian, because this is not it doesn't have any type of California vibes to it no. at all, you know? No. But it doesn't necessarily have to, I, I suppose. Um, it's produced by Josh Abraham and Orgy. Super and, producer. Yeah. He's on a lot of shit. Yes. A lot of stuff. Josh Abraham has produced a lot of shit. Uh, I couldn't I find... shocked by that. <laughs> could not find any information on... Uh, touring for this album nope supporting it uh, in any way shape or form i did see that this album was eventually certified platinum which is one million copies in the u.s and that concludes all of the album notes i have for this album you would think an album that went platinum in this era Mm -hmm. you'd be able to find something oh yeah i felt like there was more information about coal chambers first album oh which i don't think a million percent yeah or even um, the first not album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot here. So here's what I found. Um, okay. I was just trying to find something like something interesting about them that wasn't on Wikipedia. You know, because yeah. like I don't want to just like read a Wikipedia article. Like, article. Mm-hmm. Um, like I go there for like just the things, and I'll kind of branch out from yeah, there. If to, it's like oh, jack I gave off an interview with somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I get it's warmed up there, and then right. then complete on RedTube. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so so I was looking for something, and I found somebody in a uh, Reddit uh, comment. There was like somebody had posted like, "Hey, was anybody a fan of Orgy Candy S back in the day?" And there were like two comments. Oh, like it, it was just like nothing. And somebody said, um, "They were like, yeah, I watched that. Um, I watched them on Cribs that one time." And I was like, "Oh, oh. Cribs, huh?" Okay. And so I found out Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Has some episodes of Cribs. Um, one of the episodes they happened to have was Orgy, uh-huh. right? Uh, well, it's just Bobby Hewitt's house, the drummer. What really? But but several of the Orgy members are like hanging out there, and you can tell they're clearly oh, fucked yeah. up. They used to do this all the time. I think they did a tour with Incubus, and it was just like the house they were staying at while recording. Well, it's not quite that though, because oh. it was at his actual house because it was like his wife and kids were there. 
But then, like, oh. the other members of Orgy were also there, and you could tell they were, like, a couple of them were clearly fucked up. Yeah. Um, Not Bobby, though. Hi, no. I'm Bobby. Come on he in. Like, he seemed just like a – honestly, he seemed like me, just like a boring white guy. Like, <laughs> um, But his house was – like, you know, at the first of it, it would be like uh, – when it would uh, – Cribs, it would be like 10,000 square feet, infinity pool, yeah. two basketball courts, you know, like yeah. that thing. It literally just <laughs> – California – Outdoor hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Very bare bones. Like, whoa, man, what are we going to see here? Do you, you remember what the greatest MTV Cribs of Red all time? Red Man? Yep. Of course. He's got to I've watched two, it so many times. Rub the two wires together <laughs> to, to ring the doorbell. His cousins passed out on the floor. I saw a, a YouTube video where he was like being interviewed and they were like, was that real? He was like, yeah. Yeah, I, I heard that when, they, when Cribs showed up, they had to keep knocking on the door because he was passed out and he wouldn't wake up. <laughs> And he had like the he had like the cash box, like the shoe box full of dollar bills on top of the fridge. Yeah, he said he just in case he wants to go yeah. get a juice later. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, if you have not watched this, go look up Red Man Cribs. It is the best fucking segment oh that Cribs God. ever did, hands down. It's like um uh MTV was going to have that collision course series where they mash up two artists. But then oh, yeah. uh, Lincoln Park and JC just did such a phenomenal job that first time that they didn't know they didn't make any more because oh, they're like I forgot about that yeah I mean I remember the collab but I yeah. forgot that was an MTV thing that they put together yeah, yeah. It, I feel like they should have stopped MTV Cribs with that Red Man yeah. episode because like this is it this is peak television honestly <laughs> like Sopranos suck my ass but <laughs> this is great um, so uh, they go into Bobby Hewitt's house. Mm-hmm. And it's, look, it's nothing exciting. You know, he's just like, oh, there's a picture of me playing in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's my wife. And, and and somebody makes a joke. This is where the magic happens, you know, in the, in the bedroom. Because that was like the, the thing that everybody yeah. said on Cribs. Mm-hmm. And then he walks over and he goes, this over here is my, um, this is my shelf where I have all of my Danger Girl action figures. What? And he had a bunch of Danger Girl like statues and oh action figures. He's like, she's just so hot. <laughs> Wow, he is you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and I was like, "Hey, hey, that's something." I, but then, then the rest, then it was just pretty much over from there. That's fine. It is, like not every rock star has to have like no full rock star excesses. Sometimes they're just like, "I collect the rings off of baloney." Yeah, you know. And I mean, he's a drummer for Orgy. Not to not to shit on the man. Yeah, they, they went platinum, so I'm sure he made money. Right, but. You know, and it was it was like a it was a house. It was a two story house. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure he still lives there, or maybe he sold it for a ton of money after you know whatever. Yeah. Um. So you know, good on him. Um. He seemed like a nice guy. Um, yeah. Uh. But you know, there was nothing like. Oh, that's crazy! It was it was a very, just like kind of standard. Yeah. House. It, like, it, like some of those houses by like uh athletes and whatnot are so <laughs> extravagant. They have like waterfalls on top of waterfalls and like yeah. Yeah, you've got like secret my rooms. Third and, indoor pool. <laughs> uh, was it like Jermaine Dupri has an elevator in his house? Uh-huh. Or maybe it was somebody else. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm so, gonna make a kid famous. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, crisscross. Uh huh. And little bow wow. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 It, wait, yeah, little bow wow because little Romeo was Master P's son. Mm-hmm. Okay, I always get little bow wow and little Romeo confused. But <laughs> shame on me. Fucking idiot. Idiot. 
Uh, as we had mentioned before, two singles from this album. First one was Stitches. Second one was Blue Monday. I remember hearing Stitches on the radio back mm-hmm. in the day, and I was like, oh, I like this song. But then Blue Monday came along, and it just like blew everything else out of the water. It was in like heavy rotation. It was this, yeah. and then uh, Limp Biscuit and fucking Metallica that was playing <laughs> in our like high school gymnasium yeah. while these fucking sports nerds were down there like dribbling basketballs and shit. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't even fucking know what you're listening I, to. I heard that initially they, they released Stitches. It didn't hit. And then they released um, Blue Monday, and it hit yeah. huge. And then wow. they re-released Stitches as a single. Oh, Wow, okay. Yeah. That's uh, kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a good approach it's sort of for like it, when, when Morbius went back into the theaters. <laughs> yeah. Guys, wouldn't it be so weird if you guys, like, went to go see this movie you fucking made fun of? Wouldn't that be so weird? That would be so random. The Sunday evening hits. Well, that didn't work. Uh, yeah. fuck, uh, all right. Yeah, okay. To, to Netflix it goes, I suppose. <laughs> oh, all right. Thought we're gonna... I don't know why Sony continues to do this shit. Like, they're making that Craven movie and... Like, Madam uh, Web? Madam Web, I don't know. Okay. Like, it's just... I mean, why look, look, uh, look, Spider-Verse 2 looks pretty dope. Of course. I've, I've stopped mean, watching trailers for it because I'm just like, I'm, I've already oh, mentally bought came the out today? No, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I hear there's like some some wild shit in there, but Pretty I just, just want to I just want to yeah. I just want to save it, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll wait. Spider Gwen, um, like I'm an I, I'm a 40 year old man. Oh, so I don't want to sound weird here. Mm-hmm. She's cute as fuck, right? I mean, like, she's, oh yeah, she's fucking cute. Yeah, character yeah. design's great. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was that age, I'd be into that. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I just, I just, yeah, her, her costume design, her like attitude. I just, I just love, I love her. I love that she's a drummer. Yeah. Right. That fucking rules so awesome. hard. So walking around with those drumsticks. Yeah. She's rapping, tap, tapping on stuff, you know. She's got that little shaved part of the head. Oh yeah. I forgot about like, that. She doesn't have little gap comics. teeth. Like just yeah. like a slight little gap in the teeth. I yeah. love it. I don't think it's in the comics, but it was in Spider-Verse. Yeah. I do like that they will take these little artistic licenses yeah. here and there, just like small things, you know. But they still kept Robbie Rodriguez's basic design for her, which is like a f- one of the best. Yeah, one of the best like uh, superhero costume designs in ten years. Oh my god! Yeah, I I love that she has that hood because it's yeah. like a stand-in for hair flowing. Yeah. But it's ah, it's just, yeah, and fucking that white, nailed it. The neon pink and purple, like yeah. fucking knocked it out of the park on that one. Machita. Robbie Rodriguez. I know you're listening, Robbie. You did a good Hi. job. Yes, uh, and that was uh, um, his colorist. As well. Oh, fuck. Oh, really? Uh, I thought he did it all digitally himself. I guess no, not. he worked with the colors. Because okay. uh, a lot of that colorist's uh, influence is in the first Spider-Verse movie where it like shows her dimension. Right. As that, like, um, uh, that lens flare-esque look yeah. to it. Oh, God. It looks... All neon. Oh, my God. It's yeah. incredible. It's great stuff. Fucking great stuff. Yeah. Compelling and rich. Um, Should we just, like, start listening to this? Let's I've just got, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, might as well. Uh, we've got 12 tracks to get to. Will we get through all of them? I don't know. We'll see. Well, let's, let's start with track one, Social Enemies. Sound like a Nine Inch Nails song right off the bat. It, it sounds like uh, the opening to Dracula 2000, <laughs> like, or, or, or what could have been, you know? Yes. Like, it has this feel to it. It's, it seems a little bit grimy, uh, but also, like, industrial, but also... So what's going to get fucked, brother? It's so late 90s, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it is truly, truly, truly the most late 90s thing I've heard in yeah. a long time. 
Um, what do you think about this song? I think it's okay. Uh, yeah. it, it is like longer, right? Yes, like four minutes. Um, I don't know that it works so well as an intro to the yeah. album, but I, I'm not quite sure what I would... Well, actually, I take that back. There might be a song later here that could work better as like an opening track. But there's okay. just no like ramp in. It's just like the, the track starts. And that's okay sometimes for, for yeah. certain albums. But you think with this band having like access to synthesizers and all this electronic stuff, there would have been like some cool like built up intro or whatever. Right. Uh, and then I, a little bit stronger like hit when it hits. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, uh, we've talked about it before, but the like the very first Corn album. Yeah. Are you ready? Like, I mean, that is just like a fucking. Is it clarion call? Uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a fucking shot uh, across the bow. The, across the bow, yeah. shot and all. I, like it fucking explodes, and it's so good. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. This just kind of feels limp, not in the biscuit way. Oh my god, that's the worst kind. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just feel like this is like a starting your album with a middling song. Yeah, you know, it's like this seems like it should be like a deeper cut in the album. It I does guess. really. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's bad, and I don't think there's a bad song on this album. Yeah, which is kind of perplexing because I'm like, I even at this exact moment, I don't know how I'm going to rate it. And I've listened to this album probably five times through. I've done about six or seven. Yeah, uh, and I have been struggling like fuck to come up with something to say about some of these. Yeah, songs. because it's like there's a, it's just a lot of sameness. And we yeah. run into this from time to time. But it's like it's like it's better sameness than like your cold chamber or something like where where that just got to be annoying after. How do you feel about this versus like a similar artist like Stabbing Westward? Because they're both like in that grimy industrial esque new metal. I like this area. better, but yeah. I, I also might be slightly biased as I owned this album when I was younger, and so you I did? have like a nostalgic yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I had this I had this when I was younger and. Even back then, I was like, there were like basically three songs that I listened to on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. And the rest of them, like, I would listen to, but they just kind of like, they would come and go. And they weren't bad, yeah. but nothing like stuck, you know? Like, well, like, this is the chorus to the song, right? Or it was like, it, yeah. th like the, the whole song is about like the same level of intensity. And again, it's not saying you, you have to do art in a certain way, but it's also like, this whole song is just like this thing for four minutes. Yeah. There's no like ebb and flow to no. it. There's no dynamics. It's just yeah. That's kind of that's gonna it's gonna be a repeated <laughs> issue throughout the. We just want to go to the next one. Yeah, let's move All on right. to track two. Now this I love. I Ross, I have not heard the song in two decades. I came across this song. I've listened to this song probably 18, 20 times. Damn. This song fucking rules. I'm song so slaps. grateful to have this song back in my life. Yeah. I fucking love this. I, I This is my favorite track on this album, I think. Okay. this is See, this is tied for me for my favorite. Yeah. There's another one that's going to come later. Okay. But this slaps. Yeah. So catchy. Oh, my so God. So fucking catchy. This chorus rules. Yeah. It has this, like, soaring effect similar to a corn song yes. yeah but not like vocally you know it doesn't have like the jonathan davis in the background singing the ahs and news or whatever right but like the guitar itself provides that i don't know man like i like i'm starting to get goosebumps just listening to it i think the song 
is throwing off the curve of how I want to rate this album. I hear you. I hear you 100%. I've been struggling so with the good. same thing because yeah. when this album hits, it fucking hits. Yeah. But but there's nothing bad on it. There's nothing that I'm like, oh, I can't stand this song. Like, yeah. They're all like fine. Mm-hmm. But like this song is so goddamn good. Yeah, it seems like they maybe spent a little extra time on it, or they they did something with the to make it more melodic, or his, his, I don't know. His melodies um, are just sometimes not dialed in to the music. Here, he's dialed in perfectly. Yeah. Um, like the previous song, if you listen to his melody, it's kind of just like there's no. There's no hook. There's no catch to it mm-hmm. that where you kind of like can see yourself humming it. Like oh, you just yeah, listen to point. it, and I'm I, I couldn't tell you like what the chord, but the, yeah. but this, I could listen to this once and tell you what the melody was right. because it's just like so immediately catchy, yeah. and fun. This, yeah. There you go, man. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a simpler melody, which I think he needs to stick with. Yeah, I feel like he tries to do too much of the '80s new wave um, stuff, mm, but yeah. but but uh, he doesn't. I, I mean, it's like he does have the yeah, capability to write. Or is it supposed to be? I think it Versus, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, he can obviously write really good melodies, mm. but not all the time. Which is, is weird to me, like you said. Maybe it's a little ha- like underbaked, like, and I kind of wonder if that's like because you hear about corn starting in like the eight, like what was it like late eighties, right? Like when they all first kind of started jamming together. Yeah. Um, but they didn't have an album out till ninety four, and so there's that thing that people say where it's like your first album, you spend your entire life writing it. Yeah, and then your second album you have to write in a year, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. So, yeah. so, but, but, part of me wonders, like, because I can't find any information about like who these guys are. So it's like, were they even friends prior to this, or was this like a band that was like kind of like assembled a little bit? I was curious about that because um, I know that Crazy Town was like that. It was like, uh, oh, Brett, really? Uh, Mauser. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he was like the the spearheader of that one it's like him and shifty shell shock they were like essentially a production team and then they were like we can put a band together you know lincoln park got a lot of pushback about like being a label created band or whatever but i i I kind of feel like that was the case for crazy town not to disparage crazy town right and also they weren't (laughs) yeah lincoln park were all people who knew each other like right prior to Hybrid theory. Yeah, I think it was just because they were so successful and like so mainstream, despite being like new metal. And they were all con- like fairly conventionally good-looking guys for yeah. the most part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, like like I feel like Crazy Town was a little bit of that, where it was just like we're we're gonna put out an album. We have all of these essentially like studio musicians. Yeah. Let's spray paint tattoos on them, give them spiked hair, <laughs> and then we'll like go and tour, I guess. Uh, yeah. But it was a little bit weird because it was like just like. A session musicians essentially to make a band. Right. I don't know if that's the case with Orgy because I know that and you and I talked about this before the record. Jay Gordon was like a prominent producer back in yeah. the '90s. I don't know if it was like before this or what, but he's done like he's produced albums, he's done remixes, he does he did one for Lincoln Park. Um, so I don't I don't know if that was like 
him getting together with like some of his friends and like they formed an actual band or if it was just like a similar thing to crazy town where they're like well we have these musicians right. let's make some songs and then if it you know catches on we can be a band or whatever sure yeah that would make sense um i wouldn't be surprised to hear that that was the case mm-hmm. um but it definitely does feel like if they had taken another year mm-hmm. um and and really like worked out better melodies more melodies that are more along the lines of stitches i yeah. think they would have possibly been around longer at least been still somewhat relevant but you know when your album is like kind of meh the whole like not bad again but kind of meh the whole time and then you have like like a few like crazy standout hits like your next album needs to be your next album needs to really fucking hit because you're not going to be able to survive off of like just those couple radio songs that right. got you famous yeah. like and i i i didn't hear anything post this album by the oh way. really okay i don't I've, know anything about since, that. since i've listened to this i've had the song opticon which is off of the their sophomore album stuck in my head for oh, really? that time i haven't I'll listened to, to it, it yeah. because you know i, I don't want to cross-pollinate sure. uh, music but um I, I remember liking that song so that was stitches the first single off this album banger of a track absolutely move on to track three dissension Dissension. Hey, dissension right here. <laughs> this one has a, a, at least it sounds sonically different than the other two, you know? Yeah. Uh, there, I feel like there are tracks later in the album that sound, that have that like sameness quality to it, but this, this one almost, isn't too bad. This almost would have been a better intro, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, it's, yeah. got, it's got like a groove to it, but it's heavy, you know, and it kind of like kicks off. Yeah. Has that little like electronic shit at the beginning? You're yeah. right. Yeah. Let's give Jay Gordon a call. All right. Let's see, let's see if he can rearrange this for us. Be like, dude, this album's going to sell a million copies. Yeah. More. Yeah, yeah. Two million. Yeah, this has at least got a little bit higher tempo or uh, faster tempo to it. Yeah. Um, so it feels like just a little bit more energetic. Yeah, I feel like it has some momentum to it. It's yeah. not kind of just like luxuriating inside of just like status quo a little bit like the sure. first track just a very like kind of middle of the road tempo and middle of the road dynamics yeah. like the, the, see right here like it's a, it's a decent melody but I feel like he could have worked this out and made it so much better it kind of reminds me of like the talking heads oh yeah a little bit yeah, you yeah. know And also his voice, it's not bad, but he sings in like the same like register for the entire album. Like, so almost all of the songs, he's just got that same sounding voice. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you go to a band like Korn and Jonathan Davis is all over the goddamn fucking walls. Hey, the, the day this album came out, uh, people also heard Jonathan Davis make horsey noises yeah. on a scene. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he just got to watching a marathon of <laughs> home improvement. He's like, wait, let me try something. Let me try something. No, you continue getting blowed in the studio while I... Uh, I've been working on Jonathan Davis impersonation, but I don't have it down yet, so I'm not going to do it. Okay. But coming up. But... I'm not gonna, okay. I'll, I'll I'll work on it and I'll, I'll I'll hit it. I'll try to hit it next week. Oh wow! Yeah, 
I'm close. Right. I'm close. I just don't have it like quite there. I got the general idea. So like he's got the- he's got kind of meth mouth. <laughs> that's the that's the key to it. Yeah. Where it sort of he's kind of he sort of talks like with his jaw closed like a lot. Oh it, yeah. He's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll show you. Not I'll on, show you not on next week's episode. That's the hidden track episode. But maybe the the following album episode. Yes. And if that's not It'll come. If we forget, then you know, by Look the holidays. Look forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna blow your blow you guys away. <laughs> okay, so that was dissension. This yeah. is pretty much over. Yeah, um, move on to track four, platinum. Platinum. Now this song, when it came on, when I was listening to the or re-listening to the album for the, the this uh, review, uh, I was like, man, why does this sound familiar to me? Because I this wasn't on the radio or whatever, but I. And familiar with this song enough, like it, it struck a chord with me. Oh, okay. So like, I was trying to like shake loose this memory. Then I was like, oh, wait a minute. So I went back and I looked at the track listing for that um, Family Values Extra Value CD that came oh, with the chord. Oh, yeah. Uh, Followed the Leader album, and this song was on there. So that's how I knew of it. And I was okay. like, oh, okay, that's how I know of it. This song sounded just okay, but at least I figured out where I, I know this <laughs> yeah. song from. Yeah, it's another one that I just kind of have, like, I don't have much to say about it. Like, Okay, yeah. listen. To... I... Like, his melody is just sort of like, it's not a strong melody in there. And he, yeah. he's capable of writing a strong melody. I just don't feel like there's some songs it just doesn't feel like he tried on. It kind of feels like a little bit of, like, Chino Marino, like, not always going for that sugary sweet note right but chino finds weird melodies which like i i, I, I do like this part i appreciate from him yeah this is, this is good but chino finds like melodies that you're like how the fuck did this even pop into your head when i listen to this i feel like whenever i write songs um this is what my first pass at melody sounds like Oh, okay. Like until I work until I work it out a little bit more and I find something that's a little bit more like got, got like that hook that's yeah. got that thing where you like you remember it um, catchiness poppiness whatever you want I mean a catch a, a catchy melody that you remember is, is is inherently a pop melody pop stands for popular popular means that a lot of people are gonna like it and a lot of people liking it means that it's a catchy thing right that's the inherent nature of it um, so. He does write some really catchy fucking melodies, so he's entirely capable of it. Um, but then other songs, like this one, it sounds like a first pass through where you're just kind of like working through, like going, uh, like, mm-hmm. like over, um, over the progression, and then until you find that hook in there, then you're like, okay, this is it. It just yeah. feels like he's like trying to find the melody in a lot of these songs. Like, would you remember this melody? No, I mean, there's not really anything. When you have, like, two guitars in your band, I feel like, even if the, like, in a metal band, where there's a lot of, like, cookie monster vocals or whatever, that second guitar can, like, play a lead or it can, like, have a more melodic approach while the rhythm guitar is, like, chugging away or whatever. So you've got that, like, balance of melody. And I'm not really a melody guy, but also I'm not really, like, a this song guy either so well, it, it needs to find like something interesting to, to keep me yes and and they're clearly going for that 80s new wave thing i mean they, they cover yeah. a, a fucking uh 
New Order song. <laughs> Keep, yeah. Mm-hmm. They cover a New Order song, which all those 80s bands that they're like influ- that clearly influenced by were masters at writing pop melodies. Yeah. Like there, there's a reason why so many of those 80s songs that like are obviously influential to this band. So there's a reason so many of those songs are still like around today because everybody knows the fucking melody to them. You know, yeah. like your Depeche Mode or your um, uh, anything, Joy Division, uh, any, any of those bands um, are just masters at melody mm-hmm. and they can write just the sugariest, sweetest melody and then, and then have like some dark, you know, kind of like um, uh, electronic undertones, you know, I feel yeah. like that's like, like a very Depeche Mode thing, but like mm-hmm. they could write fucking melodies that, everybody in the world like can relate to practically yeah and i feel like okay if you're going to be influenced by it, like when you're in a metal band you're you're chugga chugging you know and that and melody isn't what you're really looking for or what you're there for but if your whole thing is hey we're going to emulate these bands from the 80s that we really like and one of the key elements of those bands are incredibly catchy hooky melodies and you don't nail that then you're doing half a job yeah um and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> all right. I, I do think that like part of that song is memorable, but only because he like repeats the same phrase over and over again. It's kind of like it, they do that in like hip hop as well, where they just yeah. have like the name of the song is the thing that gets repeated 48 times in the chorus, yeah. you know? It's a harmonized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for indulging me. <laughs> uh, this one's called Fatisha. Bye, Fatisha. <laughs> this Track song five. is called Fatisha. Yeah. And also, this reminds me a little bit of like Stabbing Westward. Oh, yeah. That, that little ringing guitar. Yeah. For sure. Um, like, for a band that's like named Orgy and has kind of like a song called Fetisha, like fetish, right? Yeah. You're thinking like, oh, it's got to be some fucking pervert, sexy lyrics, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Like, all the lyrics are just... Again, it feels like first pass. It feels like they were like, hey, we're going to give you three months studio time. Um, how many songs do you have written? Uh, well, we have two. Okay, well, you need, a, you need to write another ten. Yeah. And it's like, shit, we got two months to do this? Okay. And so this is like all first pass stuff where yeah. it wasn't like workshopped out. I could be wrong about all this. It just, that's just how, having been in a band and having written songs, mm-hmm. this all sounds like first pass stuff to me. Yeah. I mean, like, even when you're in a local band, there are times where, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. This chorus. Good example of him being able to write a really solid melody. Like it's not it's not the greatest melody. But it's 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 hitting a lot more of that I think what they're trying to go for, which yeah. is that eighties new wave stuff. Yeah. Um I was just gonna say, like, even when you're in a, a local band and you like finally get to play a show or whatever, you hear like, Oh, we have to fill like twenty five minutes and it's like, Well, we have three songs. Yeah. So what do we gotta do? <laughs> so you like sit there and you just kinda like aimlessly shambled together a few other songs and then you're like these are not good but we gotta do something we like the the three that we have right you have to fill that in and then like the idea is you write uh, new songs to replace those 
shitty ones. Exactly. You just kind of fill well, Thank in God it. we can get rid of that old yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, shit. when a, a record label or three is involved like it is for this album, maybe they only had like seven, eight months to put all this shit together. I don't know. I'd be shocked if it was that long. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, maybe because they recorded in so many different places. Maybe. But it definitely feels like there's a couple songs like this is one I could see them having someone has written out and like kind of workshopped out a little bit mm-hmm. because it has sort of a more uh, it feels purposeful yeah as opposed to just like this is what we do but just not as good <laughs> <laughs> um but also i think that they're i think they could do with a better lyricist like he doesn't have to write his own lyrics because he's not a very good lyricist i'm sorry like it's not terrible mm-hmm. but they're very again i've been in a lot of bands mm-hmm. i played with a lot of people who were like He's a good guitarist, and then he writes lyrics, and you're like, "If that's what you want to sing, <laughs> okay." Uh, you know, like, yeah. they're not. We've been in bands together that uh-huh. <laughs> like that. Uh-huh. Very true. Uh, uh, where you're like, "All right, uh, you can do your thing if that's what you want to do." Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm I'm just this guy over here. So, are you asking me if I like it? Hey, do you guys want to go to Wendy's? <laughs> There was uh, a one time we were going to kick a guy out of our <laughs> band, but then we all felt sorry for him, and then we went to Hooters to eat dinner instead. Was this the time that we got signed? Uh, I think that was like after. It was okay that. after yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because there was one time or, you I and mean, I. It was. I think. Sorry. Uh, the the signing happened after this meeting, I believe. Okay. Yeah. That's a fun story. We 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 almost oh, got boy. signed to like a local label. Um, if you're familiar with the Christian metal band Skillet, it was the same record company. And Pillar? I believe Pillar was uh, one of those bands. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And um, it was a day that I think we were going in to quit that day, right? A day unlike any other. <laughs> yeah. We were going to quit the band that day, weren't we? Uh, I don't think so. Or we were going to so. confront somebody about something. There I, was something that was like supposed to happen that day. Yeah, I think it was It was going to be like a heavier day than we thought. We didn't realize it was going to be like people actually showed interest yeah. in us. And, uh, and yeah. then this guy shows up. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what the background for it was because I didn't put any of it together. No, I think it was... Uh, we were a band that had two vocalists at the time. It was like the most new yes, metal-y, was... like trope-filled <laughs> yeah. version of, of a new metal band that could be like put to paper. Right. But uh, the second vocalist, he he was not good, but he was motivated, and he was like constantly trying to get stuff done. Which, if you've been in bands before, generally the, the least talented is usually the most motivated. <laughs> sure, I'll help you carry your cymbals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because, wait, I was a vocalist in that band, wasn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, I didn't even play an instrument in that band. Uh-huh. What the fuck? Yeah, it was wild. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I, for, I, I completely blocked that <laughs> like, year out of my life or whatever. But we, we he, like, contacted somebody at a local radio station. Yeah. It was, like, trying to get into um, helping out local bands. I, yeah. don't, I don't know if it was, like, a management capacity or, like, pitching them to labels or what. But she knew this guy who had a label or, like, had some proximity to an actual, like, music industry. Sure. To where he was like, oh, okay, I can, like, kind of scout for bands or whatever. So he came out to watch us play. And we didn't take it seriously at all. Matter of fact, we were, like, running around acting like dipshits. And there was, like, uh, uh, an old wheelchair that 
I was riding around in, like, trying to pop wheelies, and it never took. But uh, I found like a lion costume in, in in this building that we practiced in, and I would like wear it sometimes. Yeah, I had that thing forever. Oh, really? Yeah, Holy it was like shit, a full lion it. costume with like fur and tail and everything. Oh, someone's grabbed my tail. <laughs> Did you ever do one of those? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh you know it, bro. <laughs> anyway, like, this this guy, he wanted to sign us. We, like, kind of worked. Like, as the conversation went on, it was like, oh, this guy's for real. Like, yeah. He, he eventually, like, got our attention. But we were, like, all very young. I think this was, like, we may have been 20. Could have been, like, in our, like, late teens, early 20s, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, were, we weren't even 21 yet. Yeah. So it was like there were seven of us. We in the definitely band weren't because one of the guys was twenty one and he had to buy us alcohol all the time. <laughs> we definitely weren't even twenty one yet. There you yeah. go. So uh, we like all the stuff was in place. Uh, there, I think we had two guitar, maybe just one guitarist, uh, who uh, you know we talked about everything there uh, at our yeah. practice spot. And then the guitarist was going to go later that week to pick up some like contract paperwork to. Yeah. Bring to all of us to have him sign. He went over to the guy's house. He was dead. Yep. That guy was dead. Like his he... body was still like cooling down from having lack of blood flow. Uh, so, you know. So we didn't get signed. We didn't get signed. But hey, if we did, we could have been like the band orgy here and had a lot of middling tracks. So yeah. You're welcome for not putting that out in the universe, honestly. I would have been so depressed if that had taken off that I would have died from a drug overdose by like 22. Right. And now we'll <laughs> just like. I did not want to be in that band at all. And when they were like, we'll sign you. And I was like, oh, money? I'll stick around. <laughs> yeah. All right. I hate this, but I'll stick around for this. Look, it was uh, me, you, and our friend Adam. Uh, they were yeah. in a band. Uh, we've, you know, we've been uh, tight buds for a long time. Yeah. So that was enjoyable. It was just like a lot of the other personalities in the band were just yeah. like. One specific one. Yeah, one very no. specific one. But um, That's the guy that was the most motivated out of all of us. <laughs> he had the practice spot, you know, and there, there were like little glimmers of things yeah. here and there that, that could, uh, had potential at and the very least. But I like, remember like um, – because somehow I got roped into being like another singer in the band mm -hmm. and – it's almost as if he couldn't sing. So that I think was the somebody, issue. Yeah. Um, not saying I was like a great singer or anything, but <laughs> for sure, one hundred percent. But uh, that was a wild. That was a weird. I, I think about that sometimes. And Me too. Yeah. It was wild. It's just like damn. Like, what if that had taken off? I mean, we wouldn't have gotten popular, popular. But like, no. I could see us like going on like small tours and like opening for like. A, a band like Orgy, you know? Yeah. I mean, this would have been in like 2002 or whatever. So new metal was like yeah. on its decline. Yeah. So we would not have really gotten anywhere no. really. No. Uh, but what could have been uh, may have been fun at the very least. Truly. Or driven us all fucking nuts. Uh, that's, prob that's probably more accurate. Like I said, I would have been dead from a drug overdose early yeah. on because I did not want to be in that band. Mm -hmm. And if I suddenly found myself in like getting any level of popularity and just being like, I got to cope with this somehow. Yeah. I can see myself drinking to death. Well, don't worry because now you have a podcast. So well, hey, <laughs> screaming into that void once again. Uh, All right. Well, let's continue the screaming into the void. Let's go to track six, which is fiend. Yeah. Which is, uh, I, I believe the longest track on this album tied for longest track on this album. 
and th- this is another one where, like, like the, with the last one, um, Fetisha. Like, Fetisha. I was expecting, like, oh, there's going to be some sexy, dirty lyrics. No. Fiend, I thought, oh, maybe this is going to be about drugs or something. No. Oh, that's so funny. It never even clicked into my brain that it could be about drugs. <laughs> but now I get it, now that you say it. <laughs> It, uh, uh, Cold Chamber has a song on a later album called Fiend and I think I've heard the song title Fiend on one, two, three, one thousand different metal bands yeah. uh, albums as a different song so. well you can have a, like a dual meaning where it's like you know he's a fiend for drugs and also he's such a fiend you know like a, a bad guy he's quite the cad yeah <laughs> that's Ruffian this now do well is up to no good Stay away from Julius. He's a real no-good Nick. <laughs> a real rapscallion, that one. He does this thing where he sings like this. Where yeah. It doesn't seem like he's projecting. It, it's, it's almost like he has a... a, a was it a classic Jarls from Comedy Bang Bang? <laughs> hey, Scott! Yeah, he has like a tiny... Uh, not urethra. What esophagus. Esophagus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is another one where I think like he, he he's finding a good melody in there, and I think if he worked it on it, like the chorus oh, here, yeah, I like this one. Yeah. I I do think that those guitars in the background help him out a lot, though. Yeah, but also the fact that it's it is a good melody. Yeah. Um, and like if look if if you're gonna try to play in a style. Like this again. I said it earlier. If you're gonna if you're gonna play in this kind of style where you're the whole thing is emulating this era of music, I'm not opposed to it. But one of the most important things about '80s new wave was just the sugar sweet melodies. Yeah. And like, okay, this is a great example here. Like it's a. The drums are like a little bit off, but like in a good way, yeah. you know? Like they're staggered a little bit. Yeah. Drummer's pretty decent. There's one song on here that yeah. I think the drums are really hitting on. I noticed that too. Uh, fucking Bobby. 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 Hey, Bobby. Hey, you did it again. Get the fuck out of here, you <laughs> fucking animal. Oh, he's leaving. Bobby, come back, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, we're come joking. On, Bobby. I'm yeah, we're just busting your Busting balls, balls over oh, here. That's, that's what, what we, we do. do. Uh... Bobby, like the the drums on this, I was expecting a lot more like uh, drum machines and programming and whatnot, yeah. and that could be the case. I don't know, but uh, it sounds like it's live drums to me at yeah. the very least. You know, yeah, it's got to be at least some of it, mm-hmm. or or maybe he's playing some electro uh, like got some electronic trigger drums yeah. or something. Uh, but yeah, that sounds like a real hi hat. Hell yeah, dude, that hat's so high, man. <laughs> you put that shit on Abe Lincoln, bro. Talk about fiend, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you're right, I do like this song. Yeah. I kind of forgot about it. That, that's the thing, is like when you're listening to this album all the way through, even the like little bright spots kind of get glossed over by yeah. like subsequent tracks. And again, like you said, I feel like we're just talking about this album negatively, but like, it's it's okay. Like the, the yeah, album is nothing okay. is bad. Yeah, literally nothing is bad. It just doesn't. There's and you and you can see a lot of potential in a lot of stuff here, but I don't think that it always necessarily lives up to that potential. Yeah, yeah. That's what people say to us a lot. So we're kind of familiar with 
Oh. With that. I am nothing if not failed potential. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the gifted, talented program when I was in school. <laughs> Look at me now, Mom. <laughs> the superintendents uh, were like, well, that doesn't work. Um, uh, <laughs> we need to rethink this, I guess. Like, I technically went to college. Um, I didn't do four years, but I did two years and got half a degree. I hey. Got a, I got an associate's degree. You got a deg. It's something. <laughs> I was like, as soon as I got that, I was like, I'm fucking done with college. Like, I don't want to do four years. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. Hmm. I got something, and it's better than nothing, and that's all. <laughs> my life. All I, right. I, I'm a solid B-minus student. Oh, my God. I, I would live to be a B-minus student. I just a like bean it. minus student? Yeah, Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Um, next up, we've got Blue Monday. You all know this. Yeah. Hey, y'all know this one, bro. This is the first time I ever heard this song. I, I never heard, like, the <laughs> original 80s song that this is a cover of. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, it wow. wasn't until, like, years later. It's kind of like um, Sugar Ray's... Uh, covering Stand and Deliver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I had to seek it out to hear what it sounds like, and it's a fairly faithful yeah, adaptation. Yeah, really Even though it sounds ridiculous now, that's just what the songs are like. Yeah, but, like, it it kind of sounds like Orgy as well. Like, I, I feel like they translated this to their style fairly well. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does sound like, an, just, like, listening to it the first time, I was like, this sounds different to me. And you can really hear like the melody in this song, like that is is the bands that they're emulating. But you hear this, and you're like, well, that melody is just like perfect throughout. Yeah. Drums. Like I feel like he's overcomplicating it on a lot of songs, where it's like, listen to this song, like, like. Da, 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 da. Like it's just four notes. Like he's trying to do like he's trying to fit a bunch of them in there, and it's like no, just find the couple notes that work and stick with those, and make sure that they're arranged in a catchy way. And I mean like three notes on the chorus, like yeah. Um, but it's 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 so catchy, like that. I think that's a thing a lot of people overthink. Melody is like no, you don't need to go for. Crazo. You just need to go for something that's fun and catchy. People, yeah. That's what people like. Mm. People like pop music. I don't give a fuck what they say. Yeah, fuck what people tell you. Um, fuck what you heard. Fuck what you heard. Mm. Call me maybe. Certified <laughs> certified banger of the fucking year because of that I melody. I sing it every time. It's so good. Uh, my wife in the other room. She might be in bed by now. Brad? but, but yeah, <laughs> My wife, yeah. <laughs> uh, she uh, has this video she likes to show people. I, for whatever reason, one night, it was like a month, month and a half ago, uh-huh. uh, we had just like finished watching something on TV, and I was just like in a really good mood, and so uh, I just let my dogs out to use the bathroom in the backyard. My yard is their toilet, and uh, <laughs> I like walked back, and I was like, oh, I got the song stuck in my head, so I like pulled out my phone, and I like found it on Apple Music, and I started singing um, uh, some song by Wham!, uh, oh hell yeah! Uh, it's like waking me up before you go Last go or something like that. Christmas, oh no, never Christmas. Heart, no. <laughs> never Christmas. 
but it was like, uh, yeah, wake me up before you go. Okay, yeah. And I was like, I was like really like getting Slamming into it. Some. I was just like, I had no idea that she was fucking recording me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just standing there like my sweatpants and shit, like cleaning off my glasses. And she like, she caught me like hitting the high note. Uh, but I didn't, you know, I didn't hit it, hit it. Well, but, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. an approximation of like how someone who can't sing would hit it. And um, <laughs> so when we were at my family's this past weekend for a family birthday party, she uh, cast that to the uh, smart television. Hell and yeah. I just had to lean into it. Like, what can you do, you know? That's amazing. I'm um, going to get her to send that to me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts about Blue Monday here? I feel like this is like the song I hear most, and by that I mean the only orgy song I ever hear. Yes, yeah. it's, I feel like this still does this still get radio play sometimes. Sometimes, like. yeah, not not super frequently, yeah. but like, yeah, I, I I feel like this is around enough to where I'm kind of familiar with the structure of the song, how oh, it sounds. Oh, sure, I've heard yeah, the song ten billion times. And yeah. It's good. It's yeah. a good song. Mm-hmm. It's good back when they the other guys did it. It's good now. Would you uh, put this in like your top five? Uh, new metal covers. No, same. It is. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'd have to look at a list of covers to. to it might honestly. It might. This is like a, a rare like fade out of a song. You yeah. don't hear that a whole lot. They did back in the eighties a lot, which you know. That's maybe what that's, going for. Yeah, that was that was the homage to that. So uh, yeah, Blue Monday by New Order, uh, covered by Orgy on that track. I always thought with when too legit. Too legit, too legit to quit. Hey, hey! That song has like a, a, a like a long fade out. Right. And as a kid, I had the cassette, and I thought like something is either wrong with my cassette or I, <laughs> I must have like the short version because they faded out. So there must be a longer version somewhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, fun fact: um, when I was probably when did that come out? I probably would have been eight or nine, maybe. Mm-hmm. I had the too legit to quit cassette oh and i practiced the dance moves oh shit and the entire rap for oh it. my god and i walk out i was like mom and dad i need you both to sit down mm-hmm. and i had i had like these baggy pants yeah. that were like the not quite like big hammer pants but like the closest thing i had to them right mm-hmm. and i performed the entire two legit to quit song <laughs> for my parents i was so nervous I also did it with uh, Do the Bartman. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you have to do a a performative dance for your parents, those are the two to do it to, you know? Those are the two. Aren't there, like, hand uh, signs for, like, too legit to quit? It's like you hold up the peace sign for two. Too legit. Uh, I forget what it is. Is it, like, an L for legit? Too legit. Too legit to quit. Well, I'm I'm thinking cut it out. (laughs) Uncle Jesse. Joey. Joey. Uh Uh-huh. Joey. Uh, there was one time there was a um, uh, a person we went to school with, and it was like I think we were in like third grade or something like that. And this this guy, he was like a a short guy, like I'm short, but this guy was like shorter. Yeah. And uh, he, I could quickly see he was like developing a Napoleon complex. Oh boy. Because he was always like the runt. Like he was he's big into sports, but he was like. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, initials are MM. Yes. Okay. okay. So, Marshall uh, Mathers. <laughs> yeah. It was Eminem. It was a white guy. I'll say it. Really good at rapping, it turns out. Uh, yeah. Um, it turns out he's a rap god. No, he uh, he like went up to the chalkboard before class one day, and the song had just come out, and he like drew the hand symbols for Too Legit to Quit 
and he like like he drew the 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 hand of the shape of an L or whatever and he like did this on the chalkboard this is before the bell rang for class to start and like he did that like whatever the last symbol was then he underlined it and then like tossed the chalk into the little like tray he, like turned around and like like pimp walked back to his desk <laughs> like Dude, you were in third grade. You're, you're this in is, rural Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, like no one is impressed by Literally no one is in, impressed by this, dude. No. Uh, oh, that's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. So wow. That, that little mighty titan. I wish titan. I could have seen that. Yeah. I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> he was a little guy. It was. It really was. Okay. This next one is called Gender. Yeah. And I kind of thought, oh, wow. Gender's kind of like a hot topic these days. Yeah. Like, I'm going to read the lyrics to this. Uh-oh. Nothing. Yeah. I, I, I like it, it's. I thought like maybe he was gonna be like you know, allusions to wanting to change gender or something like that. There's like maybe a couple like lines where you could maybe like bend it into that, but I don't think it is. I don't. I don't know what this song is a fucking. And this is another thing, genius. So a lot of the times I'll, I'll end up going genius and reading some lyrics if I'm kind of like I don't, I don't fully understand this song, right? Yeah. Um. His lyrics aren't particularly interesting. I'm just gonna say it. Um, and so I went to the I went to Genius and I was like, well, I'll find out. Not a single annotation on a single song. Yeah, I kind of ran into that as well. I was looking up. Wild. I was trying to find some notes on the song Stitches because I was like, I like this song. I hope it's not problematic because yeah. there's something about like little girl in there. I was just like, what does that mean? How little are we talking? Well, we've got something coming up here. Oh, that's... No. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, while this song is playing, because you and I, I don't think we have any further notes on it. No. But I do want to uh, ask about, like, where do you think the title Candy Ass comes from? So I did see something that said that Candy Ass uh, was something that, that they would call, like, effeminate men. And because they were uh. kind of like, you know, especially if you watch the videos, you can see they've got, they're wearing, like, lipstick, like, that purple lipstick that, that people used to wear in the 90s. Yeah. Like, they're wearing some of that and, like, eyeshadow and, like, crazy little silver drawings or whatever on their face. You know, like, techno kind of shit. Um, I assume it's just being, like, people call us pussies, so we're going to own it kind of thing. Oh, okay. Gonna I, take I don't, the power I, back, that yeah. type of thing. Interesting. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I couldn't really confirmed that. Nothing, so. Uh, what about the album cover? What do you think about this? I actually really like the album cover. I do, too. Yeah. It, it like it's seared in my brain. First time it's I true, ever saw yeah. the the album cover, it was uh, we were on a, a school trip, and our uh, uh, I'll just say it, our, our friend Stacy, uh, our, our oh, friend yeah. Rachel's cousin, uh, was sitting behind us, and she was she had one of those CD wallets, and oh, I believe yeah. she just got Science by Incubus, which I also own. Oh, yeah. And she was like, do you guys want to listen to something? And I was like, fuck yeah, we'll take you up on that offer. The other album she had was Orgy. Mm-hmm. And I saw like the album cover for it. I was like, oh, this is so fucking rad. Because it's like making an O, which is like circular, but it's with straight lines, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's cool. I think it's a solid logo. It is, yeah. And it's like disappointing because like on subsequent albums that's not present. It looks like shit. Those subsequent albums look like terrible. Uh, the next one is like '90s CGI. Yeah, like, yeah. Have you seen the one after that? I don't know. Oh, dude, go ahead and look it up. I was gonna save it for later, but please look it up. Their their album covers get progressively worse. Like the third one looks like something that like, uh, 
like someone who is not licensed for tattooing would draw freehand on somebody's body. Oh boy, <laughs> it's not good. Like it's an actual illustration, but it, it's like so. Uh, it's like Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, but Punk Static Paranoia. That one. Oh boy. Ooh. Man. Looks like a looks like a knockoff corn T-shirt. That's rough, like the dog says. You know. <laughs> boy, that looks terrible. Yeah. It's like you could have just like kept this logo and changed the color each time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The album sold five thousand copies during its first week of release. Really? The third one did. Yeah. Damn. That is horrible. That's a that's a, a large drop from one million albums. Considering, uh, yeah, for, so 98, 99, 2000, 2004, five years. So five years, yeah, they went from selling a million albums to, I mean, that that was just first week, but. Even still. Oh, wait, no, sales sales looks like only hit 150,000 total. We're on uh, track nine now, all oh, yeah. the same. Yeah, <coughs> all the attention. same, my voice cut out there for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, it sounds the same as all the other songs. <laughs> well, this they dealt it the with worst. the title, you know. I think this is one of the worst um, examples. Oh, yeah. Of, of just being... We can listen to a little bit of it, but... I... Not a whole lot going on beyond this, right? No. <laughs> uh, no, not, a, not at all. No, 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 no. Wow, he's still going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, it's burning just... down the house. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about this song? No, no. I watched some uh, live performance videos on YouTube, and they did like stitches and Blue Monday, of course. Uh, and I was trying to find like some other like deeper cuts, but I couldn't really like find much of anything. For that, yeah. so I feel like it's like what's out there is kind of selective, you know. Yeah. But it did seem like Jay Gordon was like, first of all, he was like performing in a suit, like a three-piece suit. I'm like, that's got to be fucking. What? Have you not talked to the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones? <laughs> You're gonna get like overheated, my guy. Um, but it, it seemed like he was like a good front man. He was out there like walking to like different parts of the stage and like had a lot of movement and. Um, so like part of my brain is like y you see these like glam goth type dudes you think oh we're like too cool for school or whatever but he seems like an actual performer so I you know I gotta get it uh, give it to Jay Gordon for that I guess there's been some like fallout with the band members and whatnot since so like yeah he they've might broken be the up only... and gotten back together several times yeah I know like a couple of them went to go perform with uh, Chester Bennington in Dead by Sunrise oh really I, I didn't know that that's cool um, but yeah like I don't know. It's kind of a bummer. I wonder if that's why the the band kind of dropped off, or yeah, that was just. I saw something that said out. that that uh, he fired everybody in the band, or that's what they said, and then he came out on social media and said, "No, I didn't." But then they got back together like a couple years later. So mm -hmm. it's like, who the fuck knows? I would love to see Orgy get back together and play one of those like new metal like. Um, renaissance tours or something like that i think they're having one in like vegas or something like that oh, this really? year where is it yeah, oh wait like and there's like a ton of bands playing that one right i think so yeah 
Yes, there's like Mr. Bungle, like Limp Biscuit, like there's it's it's like an insane amount of right. I, I saw something about that that and it looked like I was like fuck I want to go to that so bad yeah so many bands I wanted to see in that lineup mm-hmm. um a lot of bands that we've covered on here actually yeah um okay so I skipped that song um <laughs> this one I actually have something to say about track um, ten pantomime like, when I first heard this I was like oh yeah I remember this song like I remember this because it's got like a it's it's a little bit more up tempo it's got a really good like drum hook on it um I was like I'm gonna look up the lyrics of this uh oh. I just got the look. I just got the lick tie look. Lick look. Uh oh. Lick who's talking. Uh, this song. I was like, I like this song, and then I read the lyrics. Like, of all the, the songs that have, like, controversial lyrics, you wouldn't think that a song called Pantomime. I know. You would think Fetisha or Fiend or. Yeah. Dissension or stitches or something. You think it would just Not be like pantomime. some guy holding up his hands in between asterisks or something like that. <laughs> that would be the lyric. Okay. They feel they've raised her, the new queen of evolution. Her fate won't see to that because we're going to know her later. Grab that girl. Get her home. Let's put her on restriction. Last time we let her go, she missed two days of school. Let's get her back. Get her back. This feels like a real life fantasy. It feels like you. It feels like a real life fantasy. Huh. I don't know what they're implying if I'm reading too much into that because it sounds weird right that yeah. sounded weird like she missed two days of school grab that girl like are you talking about kidnapping a girl that's in school <laughs> at the beginning part of it I was like in my head trying to be like oh it's probably just maybe reading too much into it but then yeah you get to like the school part you're like oh no this is uncomfortable yeah relaxed in vermin life she takes place of feeling bad so you tried it recalling memories of charm school pantomime turned so bad dainty socialite she changed her point of view and now she's bad can't hide it I think she really liked all the things that she learned yeah that's yucky like why are so many fucking bands of this era like this it was like that before you remember like in yeah, the 80s it was like she's only 17 but 17 i can excuse a pedophilia it's the rape <laughs> no no you're not hearing me i'm fine with that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that i'm on board with but it's like it's like they there's like an extra element of like rape in like the '90s things, because yeah, I think like it was like someone captive. It just... felt like it's. It felt like one of the because in the '90s, I feel like a lot of like things were being pushed, like like boundaries were being pushed, just just in art and music and movies in general, right? Like it was being kind... pushed by Static X, Salt and Pepper, um, Garbage. Wow, you came up with three. Good job. Thank you. That's Excuse why I'm we make no money. Yep. <laughs> Mario Taylor Green Goblin. <laughs> Um, but I kind of wanted to like this song, and then I read the lyrics, and I'm like, why the fuck do people like? What, what is the appeal of this? Yeah, why, why write this? You could have written any lyrics, and you write those. Like, I know it's because it's like the Marilyn Manson thing, you know, smell the children, and you know, corn kind of had a little bit of that. But I feel like corn. It wasn't like we're going to do this to a woman. It was more like here's some fucked up things that happen in life, you know. Yeah. Like it, that's that's what I felt. I never felt like corn were the type that wanted to 
to do that. It didn't come across that way in their lyrics, anyways. This, this, something like this does come across a little bit like, um, God, what am I, what am I trying to say? Uh, like the Pied Piper, where you're like trying to lure away yeah. children, you know? It has that like aesthetic or that tone to it, where it's just like, I don't like, I don't like any of this, you know? Phantasmacy? He says phantasmacy in this song. No, he doesn't. I, I will alone. Uh, yeah. No. Because I, I like the, I like the melody and the and the uh, like the music for the most part in this song, but phantasmy. Come get fuck get fucking <laughs> idiot. I'm sorry. And maybe I'm misinterpreting those lyrics. I don't think I am. Because we I, there was that one Seven Dust song that you know seemed yeah. super bad, but then whenever I actually went and found out him, like heard him talking about it, I was like, like it made more sense. It at least gave context. It gave it, yeah. context, and I went back and listened to it. And I'm like, okay, with the context, I get it. Mm-hmm. The problem is. When I first heard the song, I didn't have any of that fucking context, and you didn't include any of that context in the song. Mm-hmm. All you talked about was making it sound like a woman was being raped and she liked it. What was really the case was he had met someone who had like a like a uh, like a submissive um, like sexual fetish, and she wanted him to you know indulge in it, and he didn't feel f- truly comfortable doing it. Um, partly because, you know, he was black and she was white and there's like a stigma attached, you know, with that sort of thing. And like, it became like a lot more complex and I'm like, okay, why didn't you put that in the last verse of the song? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, uh, it, you didn't do that. You just made it sound like you were raping someone and that she ended up liking it. Like there was no, I don't know. So I don't know if I want to give that the benefit of the doubt. It's not as abhorrent as some of some of the other pro rape songs that we've covered on this. <laughs> yeah. It's sad that we've covered so many, but we have. You know, like when we first started this podcast, we were like, we got to figure out why new metal went away. I think well, we kind of solved it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we may have unlocked it's an that extremely uh, uh, rapey. Uh, yeah, genre lyrically speaking, super misogynist, super 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 misogynist. Um, yeah, but that, I mean, that's kind of the appeal. <laughs> I can excuse the misogyny. Look, <laughs> that part, that part we all think is cool, though. Okay, yeah, dude. This is my favorite song. This, oh, this song. This is my favorite song. Track eleven, revival. I've had this shit on full fucking repeat. This is another one that has like a fantastic chorus. Such a good chorus. Yeah, and like, sure, it's Jonathan Davis, but like, he's in a supporting role, and I would say that it's he. He is that. He's not like the. But there's that that like this. Uh, I'm sorry. I want to back it up. Okay. That synth in the background. That's oh, like yeah. that like haunting sounding like Halloween horror movie yeah. synth in the background. I fucking, fucking love it yeah. so much. I like the drums on this. Just like everything yeah. hits. Everything hits. Yeah. I think Jonathan Davis murders this song. Yeah, that little like synth part there. Yeah, it just seems like a, a a better developed song than a lot of the other stuff on here. Truly, it's like if someone took a Polaroid photo and they just didn't even let it develop. It was just like mostly black for like 
uh, nine of the, the 12 photos, and then like three of them look great. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love this song. Like, I have had this on repeat so much lately. Yeah. And I remember back in the, like, so when I first started listening to this, because I haven't listened to this album in 20 years. Right. Whenever I first started listening to it, I was like, I remember there's something deep in here, deep yeah. into the track listing that I, okay, here we go. Ugh. And I don't even think it's like, I don't even think this is like an outstanding Jonathan Davis part. But the way it's peppered in the song makes it perfect. Yeah. You know? Because it's just like, he's not even like really trying that hard, but he's being the support vocal in this song. He uses that, his voice like an instrument. This is like when you see the leading man not be the leading man in a, a really good movie. And you're just like, oh, okay. That's what a leading man is, is they know when to be a supporting player right. in a scene. Yeah. It's just, it's just the song fucking rules. Rules hard so hard. Word. Yeah. You didn't look up the lyrics to this, did you? No. Okay, good. Don't take this away from me. I don't know what this could possibly be about. It sounds like... It, it, it sounds like... It almost sounds like a, a band took them under their wing and corrupted them, which I wonder if he's talking about corn. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because they taught it... They sh- taught us how to live um hold on there we go They made us with a tool, then they taught us how to live. We met the candy man, he filled us with his contraband, and then scared us all away. Hmm. Like, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it kind of sounds like... I don't know. I think he just sang the word circumcision. How could you make believe that we've grown through circumcision? What? <laughs> So they are snipped. I hope Mitch from the chair table hears this. He's he's always got his head on a swivel for for people being circumcised. <laughs> okay. Like one of the first like conversations I ever had with him was like, "So you're circumcised, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> poorly, but yeah." <laughs> See, I I don't even think their vocals mesh that well together. Like it's not like a proper harmony. But that's yeah. what makes me like it. I, I know, yeah. I, 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 I just love Jonathan Davis's like weird swagger that he has. Yeah, it's he just, just like shows up and he, he does a tremendous like, job. Another like one, fade out song too. What what is that song on um, on significant other that he's on? Oh, with Scott Weiland. Yes. Uh, you're all looking up. And he, he, he adds so much to that song, even though he doesn't have like a huge part in it. Um, he's just so fucking good as like this extra little ingredient that's sprinkled on top of it. Um, nobody like you. Nobody like you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
Um, he's just got such a you. I mean, and it's like immediately obvious that it's Jonathan Davis, like the most recognizable. Like, I, uh, but it's like that's terrible. But it's good. I fucking love it. Yeah, and Jonathan Davis is not just like one vocal style. He's got like plenty of range. Oh God! So like that gives him the ability to show up in these different capacities. Yeah, and you know if he 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 essentially is singing like Jay Gordon is singing on most of the album yeah, here. Yeah, and then unless Jay carry that that higher note. Yeah. On the chorus. And it just fucking... Bravo. It just works. That's my favorite song. That, I mean, Stitches is... I don't know. I don't know if I, if I would say I like Stitches more. Or mm. it, it's like neck and neck for me. I just fucking yeah. love those two songs so fucking much. Same. I feel like uh, this song is a delight. Uh, for me, there's a ton of nostalgia in the song Stitches. Yeah. So that's why yeah, that might give it the edge. But right. like, I don't know, man. Like, that chorus just is fantastic slaps hell slaps yeah hard. all right so should we move on to track 12 dizzy last song last track on the album yeah not my favorite <laughs> i uh i had this thought when listening to this album right so like every time i got to the last track i'm like well look we, we've talked about this before on many of our other album reviews where we get to the last track and it's like just an indulgent song by the band sometimes it's just a jam session sometimes it's just them fucking around in a studio yeah sometimes there's a hidden track involved and maybe there's a cover song in there or something like that so there's a lot a lot that can happen like the that last track on the incubus album where it's just like i would rather than somebody do that than this yeah like I, I feel like I want to grant a band like I, I, I don't necessarily want to count the last track on an album as part of the overall like sure. album experience but like I can't do that with this because it's it's not like it's 12 minutes long or something like that in meanders it's just 3 minutes 21 seconds and it's just 75% enough. of that is dom dom daddy daddy dom dom yeah. daddy daddy yeah and it's this is a song they put on that album. And again, I don't like hate it, hate it. Yeah. It's just sort of like, all right, all right. I feel like if you end on that Jonathan Davis song, that, that's going to leave a, that's going to leave you on such a high note that you want to go back and re-listen to that, yeah. the album again, or at yeah. least go back to the songs you like, start over again. This, Wow. Yeah. This this does seem like a uh, an interstitial scene in like Blade Two. <laughs> like he's talking to Whistler. They're like hiding <laughs> out from some of the like the new vampires and shit. Yeah, it's it's a twelfth song. It's it is just it's there and it's it's uh, it's it exists. Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to say about this, this track. Good. Like, I feel like I, I'm getting a better sense for, like, how I want to, to rate this one. Um, before we get to that, though, like... Um, You're just another pretty face in a room full of horrors. You don't mean much. All right. <laughs> Not really cool. a, a unique perspective at this point, you know? No. I don't... Like... It, it does seem like we've come a long way from the first corn uh, <coughs> corn album, excuse me, uh, oh, yeah. where Jonathan Davis is like self-deprecating. 
He's talking about like all the. He's very like internal about any like yeah. criticisms. Maybe there's some like external stuff, but like primarily that's as a songwriter, like a lyricist. I feel like that's his focus is like how the world thinks about me, right? Versus like something like this where you're like essentially a rock star and you're like being judgmental against other people like that. It's just right. even if it's not literal, maybe it's like you're in a character's head and their perspective, or maybe you're using another character to look at yourself, yeah, externally. Even or if you take like it weird. to a ridiculous extreme like Fred Durst. Yeah. Where it's like cartoonishly over the top. I'm going to butt fuck you and, and then eat <laughs> you. you. Yeah. That's the order of things I like to and how I like to do them. Um, but yeah, there's no hidden track on this album. Nope. Uh, that was it. That That's all. That's all. I, I, abby, I, didn't, abby, abby. I didn't see any bonus Japanese tracks anywhere or anything like that. So these 12 tracks, they yet. Mm-hmm. That's all there was. This is a studio album. It was. And it's, uh, that's weird for a first album to be a studio album. Because normally a first album, like I said, is one that you've been writing your whole life. And this does not feel like an album that they were writing their whole life. Oh, yeah. That's like, yeah. I yeah. See, this is another thing I would be so curious to know. Like, how much of this material did they have beforehand? And <clears throat> how much was just like padding just so they can put out an album? move yeah. some units and then go on tour or whatever. That's what this feels like, but not in like the worst way. Like I don't like there are bands that do that, that are fine, but this just doesn't feel like they nailed that aspect of it. You know? Well, let's uh, get into the ratings for it. Then. Okay. Since yeah. we're kind of here anyway, uh, out of zero to seven new metal guitar strings, what are you rating candy ass by orgy? It's tough. It's a toss-up between three and four. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go with... Okay, if I could take... If I could take Stitches, Blue Monday, and Revival, Revival. Uh-huh. and just put them on a three-disc track, <laughs> it would be a... Three-track disc. It would be like a six. Yeah. It would be like a six-stringer for me. Yeah. But I can't do that. I have to take the other songs into account. Yeah. I want to say like three and a half, but honestly, I I'm not gonna do halves. Mm. If, if 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 gun to my head, I gotta pick one. I'm gonna go three. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, because like while I feel like most of the album is filler, the songs that I do like, I fucking love. Yeah. And, uh, but we're not rating songs, right? We're rating albums. Exactly. And the whole experience. So, oh boy. Uh, yeah. That's rough. Um, you know what? I'm going to say four. Okay. That's kind of where I was leaning I'm going to say four. Just because uh, even though I don't like most of the album, or it's like not as memorable to me, yeah. I do think like there are some bright spots beyond the, the three songs that you had mentioned. Sure. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, those, three, <laughs> those three songs, fucking... Man, they rip ass, dude. It's 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 crazy the disparity between some of them, and and the disparity disparity is even weirder when it's like the other songs aren't bad, right? They're just straight down the middle, you know. They're like I said, like three and a half. Like they're straight down. They're not good. They're not bad. They're just like they're fine. You put if you enjoy, you know, if you enjoy um, techno kind of 
or not, I mean, uh, like industrial, um, leaning towards like eighties, um, uh, uh, like new wave, you know, if you, if, if you, if you're into that kind of thing, you're going to find some songs on here that you really fucking like. Right. Um, if you're not into that, you'll probably still find a couple songs on here that you dig the songs that we listed. <laughs> right. Um, and, and then the rest of the songs are fine. So I'm, I'm saying four, four. Fair enough. Uh, I too, am going to do a four because like, I feel like it would be, a three is doing a disservice to yeah. those three highlighted tracks, you know? Right. And I feel like if you've got a new metal playlist, you got to put those songs on. Oh, yeah. you got to put those songs Bangers. On. Revival, I'm still singing it in my head, bro. Same, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, so here we are. This is the third new metal album to come out on August 18th of 1998. I know we've talked about this on the previous two episodes, but we got to reiterate now that we've listened to all three, the, the, the holy trifecta yes. of this uh, most holiest of days in new metal history. Where is new metal at this point? Do you think we had the, the trilogy, the core trilogy is complete, even though it's like a more polished version of it. It's not produced by Ross Robinson, except for some vocals. We've got kid rock doing, uh, literally every genre. Yes. Uh, to various degrees of success but you know it's still there and then we've got you know this glam goth band in orgy yeah and uh corn's first signed band to their label what do you think i think this is um this day exemplifies the late 90s more than anything because it was like look you can do different styles of music but they all have to incorporate kind of this nebulous element of new metal right we're not signing anyone unless you we can we can slot you in with these other guys here with right corn with your corns um soon to be you know especially Limp biscuit like if we can't slot you in here we don't know what to do with you and so any band that can kind of that can kind of um achieve that um that sound or that um that audience that that uh, style is getting signed like left and right now at this point. Right. Um, and you know, it's, it's a perfect, it's a perfect example of really how diverse new metal is when you look at these three albums and they're all technically considered new metal. Yeah. You've got your corn, which is, you know, sort of like, it's sort of like grungy metal. Mm-hmm. And then you've got kid rock, which is like hip hop country and kind of metal like a little bit and then you've got this which is like industrial gothy kind of new wave new wave 80s revival kind of stuff and they're all like they all played Ozfest and woodstock 99 you know Mm -hmm. i maybe orgy didn't um but they they were all playing together you know like right um they were all in, in in the same group uh so i think i think you know at this point new metal is like wide open yeah it's like as long as you can kind of like fit in somewhere within this group you're gonna get a record like you're gonna get a record deal and you're gonna get a chance yeah um it's kind of a neat time for music um just because it's it's i think people look back on it and think of it as like oh well everything sounded like new metal but 
as we've clearly demonstrated, it is a big tent. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you can say that, like, there had to be some of that aggressive something or other kind of mixed into, you know, to 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 capture that angry young white man energy. Um, but it's wide open at this point. Like, I think moving on from here, from this day forward, uh, the floodgates are open. Record labels are looking to sign anybody who can fit in with this style. And in a weird way, we're on the downslide of that. Hmm. Um, because what, 98, I would, you know, we've got a few years left. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, if you consider like 94 to be the originator of that, right? you can kind of consider 2002 for it to have been over at that point. Yeah, I think post nine eleven is where it really took yeah. a, a massive I nose mean, dive. But you've got your you've got like a couple standouts like your Lincoln Parks or like your Papa Roaches or something. But but Slipknot. Slipknots. Yep. Mm-hmm. Apparent but 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 you know, there's a few standouts, but I, I feel like we're we're kind of on the you know, if if you look at it like uh like an apex, we're we're kind of at the top here mm-hmm. and we're gonna start seeing the downslide because I think there's that rush to find something that's heavy and aggressive and stupid and appeals to a certain demographic that most musicians for the most part don't want to be associated with. Yeah. They don't want to be associated with like frat boys and mosh pits. No, I mean, nobody does. Um, so I think, I think that's, kind of signaling the end of a lot of it you know you can blame that partially on kid rock you can blame it partially on limp biscuit or whatever um but uh yeah um i'm interested i mean i'm interested to to keep this going Mm because i at this point i'm i'm in right i've been in for a while but like i'm in like this is exciting to me because it's like wow this new stuff is coming out and it's all like it seemed so diverse to me yeah um and, you know, I wanted to see what was going to happen next. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm ready for I'm ready for 1999, baby. Hell yeah, dude. 1999! Well, I guess we, we probably still have a couple more 1998s to hit. Oh, do we ever, brother? Oh, shit. Do we ever? Uh, I just want to get to significant other. I just want to... <laughs> I think we have a little bit of a track before we get there, oh, but not necessarily in a bad way. It's just okay. like, you know, when you anticipate something... Yeah. It's it's gonna be that much sweeter by the time it gets here. You know? I'm gonna be nutting by the time we do significant other. Uh, you might be doing that on your way out the door, uh, uh, just for fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah no particular reason. Yeah. Um, I'll that... milk my prostate. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you you can milk anything with a prostate. <laughs> can you milk me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I I feel like this is like the. You had said that new metal is peaking. I feel like it's the peak of a plateau because, like you were saying, there are other bands. Your Lincoln's yeah. Park, yeah, plateau would be Roach. better because I think we still we're we're we're, we're not necessarily going down yet. But yeah, yeah, we're we're we're, we're plateauing. We're we're uh, we're at the top, and it's just it's all gold up here, baby. I, I feel like once we hit two thousand, that that might be the peak because um, yeah. we've got some like I feel like the bulk of the new metal bands that need to debut will debut by that point yes getting ready to put out like sophomore albums uh, and beyond but then you know yeah 
fucking it implodes fairly quick. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, and people immediately start being like, I wasn't new metal. I was never new metal. <laughs> we were never new metal. We were this, actually. You're drinking a Pepsi Blue right now, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's attached to your wallet chain. We got to get some Pepsi Blue, right? Like, if it comes back, we definitely have to talk about Pepsi oh, yeah. Blue. They had new metal in that commercial. Really? Oh, my God. Who was it? Oh, it was like some no-name band. Oh, okay. But they, like, Adina. you can tell. You can t- <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yep. Um, well. In the meantime, uh, listener, you, space hog, <laughs> feel free to what space hog, feel why. In the meantime, <laughs> after all, we're gone today. I remember liking that That's song. That's a green and skies a blue. Oh, I fucking love that song. Yeah. Have you seen the Guardians of Galaxy uh, Volume Three trailer? That's got that song in it. I've seen one of them. I don't know if I've seen that one, dude. It's a really fucking good trailer. Hell yeah. To you. <sighs> I don't want to see it. I'm, I'll never watch it. Uh, yeah, email us at uh, nudistpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at nudistpod. And check out the Nudist Colony Spotify playlist. There's a link to that some bitch in these very show notes. And there hey, you, yeah. you'll find the uh, next album we'll be discussing. It's uh, linked in that Spotify playlist. And look, uh, we just did three albums all from the same day so it's nice to yeah. break that up a little bit and oh my god i'm checking my notes the next two albums we'll be discussing come out on the same day holy shit it's the following week damn okay yeah we're pla- we're at the plateau we're on yeah. the plateau up here baby so what we can do yeah is we can either go by artist or album title alphabetically which one would you like to do how good are these albums uh, I think they are significant albums, not significant other, but uh, they are significant albums okay. in uh, the careers of these artists, okay. but also new metal. Okay. So it's, it's not like any middling album. Alphabet, alphabetical. Uh, but for uh, band. For band? Yeah. Not title. No, band. Alphabetical. Okay. doesn't really matter because it's the same either way. <laughs> We're going on the next episode of Nudist Colony, the next musical episode. Uh, we are going to talk about Godsmack by Godsmack. Oh, fuck. So, we talked about all of these different, fuck. like, these different types of uh, new metal and, uh, like, having different elements come into play. This is just like a straight up rock and roll Damn. new metal album. This is the one, this is the one, right? Like, uh-huh. with the hot chick on the cover. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Let's try to remember to count the time uh, the the word away gets used oh, in this. fuck. And even just a chorus will work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So God that'll smack. be fun. I've never listened to this album all the way through. I used to have it, but uh, I think I, I just I listened too. to the, the, the singles or whatever. My mom had that album. She really loved Godsmack. Really? Yeah. Uh, we had a friend in high school named Clinton. He was a black guy. Oh, yeah. He listened to hip-hop and Godsmack. He loved Godsmack. This album. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. Godsmack. God's, we're doing fucking Godsmack, We're doing baby. Godsmack, and if you're like, well, they have some like harsh- Sully Erna. Get ready. <laughs> they have some like harsh political opinions. Like, yeah, that's what I like about him, dude. Oh, do they really? Oh, Sully Erna. Soli Erna. Soli Erna is like a, I think like a Mad fairly guy. staunch Republican, but I don't- also, he's like a guy from Boston, so he's just like, you know, oh, fuck you, Bobby, dude. We're just busting your balls, bro. Yeah. I feel like if you gave him a little bit of pushback on your political view, he'd be like, okay, okay. Like, he might walk it back a little bit. Okay. He doesn't seem like an unreasonable fella. He does seem like he's got, like, strong opinions, but not, like, 
I, I don't he's know like, that uh, David from uh, System of a Down. Uh, the drummer. Drummer, yeah. Uh, John. John. Yeah. Not David. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Either way. Yeah, you you may not want to get into a political conversation with them. I would love but... to. I genuinely <laughs> would love to. I would love nothing more. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get into that on the next episode of uh, right. the next album review episode of Nudist Colony. Do we know any conservatives that would come on here? Do we know any conservatives? Oh, yeah. We live in Oklahoma. Well, I guess, I, I, yes, that's, I guess we mm. do know. But who would come on here? Probably not. Well, that's like the, the weird Venn diagram, right? It's like, who's a conservative that would want to come on the podcast? Also, who is a conservative I want to let know I have a podcast? You know? Yeah. Yeah, you got to clear a couple of bars. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would love to debate Sully Erna on this podcast. Oh, my God. I'd love nothing more. I feel like he's got like so much better stuff to do, but like, hey, fuck it, you know. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. You know, I like, can so? promise you, he doesn't have anything better. To... What's he doing? They still like put out music and stuff. Do they really? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, I think in the past like year or so, they said they're going to stop recording like full albums and just like tour on the hits because like, why? No why one's bother? buying their albums. They still like sell pretty well. Really? Yeah. Check the Spotify. Gonna, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> what is it? Like the monthly listeners monthly or whatever? listeners, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God smack. <laughs> I've listened to NERD all day today. Oh. That first album. I'm an outlaw. So fucking good. Yeah. Hey, they got four million monthly listeners. That's not, not too bad. shabby. It's not bad at all. I mean, like, most of their listeners are listening to their albums on CD trucks and their pickups, but, uh, you know, Spotify. For Godsmack, you know, not too bad, I'd say. Godsmack has more top 10 rock songs than Foo Fighters or their hometown heroes, Aerosmith. I'm telling you. What? Yeah, they're a significant band. They still put out music. Up until like very recently when they decided they, they were going to take a hiatus and if they get back together to tour, it's just going to be on the hits. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so on uh, the next album review episode, uh, we're going to talk about Godsmack by Godsmack. But on next week's episode, it's a hidden track episode, and we discuss Wildcast Number One by Jim Lee and some other people, uh, as well as try as a Mountain Dew variety, and uh, you play a song uh, from Tyler, the creator, on there. So yeah. uh, join Check us that for that. Uh, we had a lot of fun there, a lot of silliness that on those was hidden track episodes. Episode, yeah. So. Um, it's the only ones your your wife listens to, I guess. Yep. So, you know. Hi, Katie. But you. like, she's missing out on fucking Marjorie Taylor Green Goblin, dude. <laughs> remember that? Remember we were all having fun? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no, damn. This, this has been um, this has been fun. This has been a fun one. It's, Even yeah. though the album, we just I I was kind of worried honestly because I was like I don't have any information on this. I don't have like super strong opinions on a lot of the songs. So I was kind of worried that this was going to be um, kind of a boring episode. But I think we, I, I, I think was, our natural charisma saved. I think so. <laughs> the reviews are in. Yeah, Turns I'll, out we I'll wrote suck them. your dick if you suck mine. Oh, let's just let's sixty-nine to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was worried it was going to be a short episode, but clearly that is not the case. We're nope. pushing two hours yet again. All right. Push it, push it real good, yeah. as uh, three different artists said at one point. Yes. Uh, anything else for you on this episode of Nudist Colony? Boy, anything else that I have to say? Get fucked, get fucked. No. <laughs>
now. <laughs> All right, bye. bye. Fantastic. Uh, bye.